hello, hello. Welcome back to the Cultural Reset. I have the pleasure of introducing our artist today. Our artist is based out of New York City, a singer-songwriter and an MC, a part of the band or works with the band, you'll have to clarify, uh, with the Black Stars and just released a song today, today being February 12th, uh, called Friday. And this was kind of a crazy coincidence. I guess it wasn't planned this way, but 10 years ago, today was when the song Friday came out, which I'm sure most people are familiar with because it's definitely an earworm. Gets stuck in your head. You love it, you hate it, doesn't matter. Gets stuck in your head. But that's crazy with the timing unplanned. Anyways, sorry, I'm getting carried away, but. (laughs) (laughs) Our artist today is Kazia, AKA Nambia Ra. Uh, So welcome, yay. Hi, I'm Kazaya Niambi, Niambi Ra. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Nice to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. What are your pronouns? Just so everybody knows. She, her. She, her. Yes. Um, Well, I just want to say too, Marvel's introduction, Shay. Like I am really grateful, like we were saying before we even hopped on, to have you on here because you have such an interesting sound and you bring such a new sort of vibe to hip hop. So I can't, I'm, I really want to just hop in and really start asking you questions because yeah, I'm really excited about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm okay, being... great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my question for you is how did you get your start in music? You know, where did Nyambi Ra begin? Nyambi Ra began in Washington, DC. Uh, she's, she was about 13 and she began out of a really awesome, cool friendship, um, with a guy, um, who became a lover, um, who is now still a friend, um, and, he introduced me to hip hop. He introduced me to Eric Badu. He introduced me to Wu-Tang. He introduced me to A Tribe Called Quest, um, amongst many, many others. And we decided we were gonna start rapping together. So we, um, we the two of us started rapping together. We would um, spend the night uh, spend nights on the phone, like spitting our rhymes in high school to each other, like look what I wrote, look what I wrote. Um, so that's that's how it started, um, and I'm just so grateful for that because I remember that being feeling like another beginning of my life in a way when I look back on it because it was just so important that that really that that happened that relationship and the the information about hip hop. I mean, it was just like yeah. So that's how I started. Um, I went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts. So um, I was a theater major. Um, My mother's a dancer and um, I've been performing my whole life, um, singing, acting and dancing. Um, So I was always an artist, I guess I should say that. I've always been a performing artist. I've always been a performing artist, period. And um, yeah, I I went on to study. I went to a arts high school and then I studied at NYU for musical theater. Um, 
yeah, I don't want to go too far, but that is, that's the beginning. That's what you asked me, right? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the way to sum up the beginning. Um, also, I guess I want to throw in there too. I, um, I'm from DC. Like I said, I'm super proud of that. I lived in New York for 10 years. I recently came back here with the pandemic, um, but I was in New York for 10 years. So I've definitely, you know, my New York, I have my ideas from New York, but um, I am from DC. I'm proud of being from DC. I love DC. I'm from DC proper. Um, and we have go-go music, um, which is so special to us here. I mean, it means so much to us. It's this experience that's like no other. And I think that has a huge influence on my music. It has a huge influence on my need and lust for live music and live instrumentation. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that things that I do vocally are reminiscent of go-go singers because I always used to want to be in a go-go band, but um, I never was. Um, so yeah, I, that's a, that plays a huge part in my sound and um, yeah, my relationship to percussion and per percussion of the voice, um, like what I do as a rapper and um, per percussion and pr production. And of course my, my band and, and it's very important to me. So that is a part of my beginning as well. That is incredible. That's a heck of a beginning. Like NYU, Duke, like all these incredible, like renowned schools. Like I want to stress everybody, like these are renowned schools that we're talking about, renowned programs. Like that's dope that you were part of them. And then also I want to say too, like I went to school, went to college in DC. So like in the heart of DC, American University. Okay. Yeah. I got a chance to like kind of experience like what that music scene was like in DC. Yeah. And I love that you talked about go-go music because like everybody in DC goes on about go-go music. Like yeah. I love it. Like it's like their bread and butter because that's where it originated from. Yeah. So how how do you kind of incorporate that really unique styling in your music? I'm curious. It's probably in ways that like are um probably definitely subliminal ways and subconscious ways for sure <laughs> um so you talked about the black stars the black stars is is my band um I, I created the black stars um when I was in college um right before I really started my band I started interning with a they wouldn't necessarily they don't call themselves a go-go band but the the heart of their music is very locked in to go-go. So I um, interned with that band for a while. Um, and I wasn't on stage. I was really just understanding how a band works. Um, so in that experience, you know, I took things of, as far as, you know, there are elements to go-go as far as, like I said, the percussion, um, and what is necessary, I guess, you know, what is necessary, what, what's the story that you're trying to s speak with your music and what is necessary to tell that story? How about that? Um, and, you know, the drums, as far as in Go-Go, you know, it's, it's very African, it's very African rooted. So, yeah, and, and, and hip hop is, is very African rooted. Um, so, I think on a lot of different points in the timeline, you know, I'm, I'm getting inspiration from Go-Go if that makes sense in a historical timeline in ways that I'm not 
not realizing as far as an August Wilson blood memory uh, way. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't make go-go music, but I, I feel like in the way that I speak to my drummer and the way the relationship that I have with him, you know, it's, it's important for me to have that like, yeah, that, like yeah, dance, right. Hmm? Like a dance between. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Because the thing about go-go is we, it, you know, I don't know how it is for other people experiencing it at all. It's probably like, well, we'll cut the song off. The song's over, you know, but we have these songs are all, it's all live. It's none of it's recorded. It's all, it's all live. I mean, it's recorded live, but we have these songs that are like 12 minutes long and it could be like the same kind of beat and then a tr you know, but the same beat over, you know, these long, 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 they just go on and go on. Um, but really understanding the groove, understanding the groove and, and really capturing, finding a way to really capture people so that they, they just want more and more and more of it. Um, and of course we've experienced that in a lot of live settings, um, but it's so special here in DC because that having, you can, we don't have it recorded, you know, we only have that live experience. So it, it, it definitely influences how important that is to me and what I want to do to people, you know, what I want them to experience. So I hope that answered your question. Oh, good, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I would bring up yours talking about getting in the groove and all of this you know like live experience first of all I wish I could see you live <laughs> Nick and I watched your tiny desk episode you did back in 2018 uh -huh. pre-COVID and oh my god you could feel like the ties between the different instruments and the different vocalists like y'all were just circling the energy and it was I mean bouncing and I I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it and you could tell that you were enjoying it too awesome awesome thank you thanks for watching that yeah yeah, yeah thank you how yeah. was that experience for you being on tiny desk I've always been curious well I, I that was my competition that was just my contest video I wasn't on tiny desk yet one day I, I will be <laughs> but um that was my I've, I've submitted twice um I got a I got a really good response um they they ended up putting me like on one of their they like send out these like newsletters, the NPR, um, tiny desk. So they, I was featured, um, my video. So that was cool. Um, but I mean, making that video was, was really fun <laughs> and awesome. Um, and I'm glad that people, it gave me a chance to make content, good content for people to see, um, and experience me. And so I'm really happy with how it came out because I, I mean, you know, stuff like that can be tedious, um, for, for the artists sometimes, you know, it's like, you don't see all the background stuff. You don't see the like, fuck, fuck, God, go back. We have to, we got to go. Sorry, guys. I know I said it one more time. Sorry. I, I know I said it one more time, but you know, and it's like, you have those people are relying on you. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm the person that decides when people are going home or not. So it's, you know, a lot of pressure, but um, yeah, I hope to, I will be on Tiny Desk. I mean, I have to be, right? Yeah. I believe I'm, I completely believe it because you are, <laughs> to me, like, and Shay, I was saying this while we were watching it too, you're a star. It Thank just you. Like it's Thank natural. You. Like the way that I you the music was just, it was completely natural. And like, I just, I, it, it's clear to me that you have a really deep passion for what you do. You know, it's not just kind of this topical passion. It's not about the fame. It's not about, you know, working to get the most likes or followers on social media. It's clear that you have a passion for this. And mm -hmm. before you were talking about, you know, like about your mission. And I wanted to kind of ask, like, what is your mission with your art? How would you describe it? 
I'm going to start by saying um, I practice Buddhism. I've been practicing Buddhism for about 12 years now. Um, I practice Nietzsche and Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And we have, we talk about our mission for Kosen Rufu. That's what it's, that's, that's the name for it. Kosen Rufu. But Kosen Rufu means world peace through individual human revolution. Um, so my mission period, um, I mean, big, big, big mission is mm -hmm. world peace in one way or another. But it's, when you say mission, you're talking about like this type of mission, right? You don't necessarily, or do you mean like, where am I trying to go with my music? I mean, like what, what kind of drives you? Like what drives you to wake up? Right, exactly. Right. So, um, yeah, it's important for me, you know, through obstacles and overcoming, you know, learning how to really be a creator of my reality and um, start with myself and be with myself. And therefore I can be better for the world. And I want to inspire other people to do that. I mean, that don't, the, the second part will naturally happen, but I want people to, I believe in the individual, you know, and I believe that that's important. I, I, when, in my music, I, I really want to touch people's hearts and souls, you know? And when pe there's a, people say, you know, like, as far as being an artist sometimes like as long as I touched one person in the audience, you know, it's like, it's kind of a cliche thing to say, but I really take time with my lyrics. You know, I really sit down and receive the information from source um, when I'm writing um, so that I can be a vessel. It, it's really an experience of, of relaying information from the stars and from the highest power. And um, I just stick to that um, because there's been times where I'm like, well, my music doesn't look like this and I don't sound like this person. So I'm just not gonna do it. I can't do it. I, I can't play this instrument. So I'm just not going to do it. I've tried, I've tried to like not do it. I've tried to like really be like, one. Well, I just can't, it's not, I can't do it. You know, just tried to spend years of time like that and it doesn't work because that didn't work. So that's when it really became like, well, this is not about anybody else. You know, I will share this, but at the end of the day, this is a, this is a, a relationship between me and my my non-physical being, my non-physical part of myself, mm -hmm. it's, and, and source and spirit, like it's, that's really what it is for me. And it, and now I'm just embracing that more and try not to let that other shit come up because it can, and it has hindered me, um, just the doubts and the more just like, I guess earthly or ego matters in one way or another, but I have to just like really force myself to get out of my way um, because it's bigger than me and it's just, it's bigger than me. Like, you know, I listen to my music myself and I'm like, well, that's, 
that yeah that's helpful information <laughs> like okay yeah that's that makes me feel better like wow there's really something here <laughs> you know and sometimes I don't even know sometimes it just comes out and then it's like oh who who wrote okay well, this sounds I mean this is good inf- this is some good information like, this is good stuff this is good. yeah that relates to that you know it's like <laughs> so um yeah that I, that answers your question it's very connected to a higher source and that's it's always going to be that way for me because I don't know if the other way works I don't know if I'm going to make I don't know if I'm going to make what needs to be said um the other way (laughs) for me you know yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah I think that that listening to you kind of go through where you find your deep rooted inspirations and and in your inner mission and how it translates into your music your and tell me if I'm wrong but I feel like your creative energy is almost fueled through this sense of of a natural spiritual energy yeah 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 I would definitely yeah Sorry, I, I, don't I understand that. And I also understand when things start to line up and you're like writing a song. I don't write yeah. paintings and I compare it to it a lot. But when you're writing a song, you're like, this part actually goes with that part. And that sounds really good. And this makes your brain feel great. And like yeah. start to come together and you're like, oh mm-hmm. my God, maybe I am good at this. Yeah. 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 Those are the moments yeah. that you really have to have to let yourself be happy with yourself and confident in yourself because you can be your own greatest hurdle to overcome you know your yeah your lack yeah. of confidence in yourself and and beating down yourself and telling yourself yeah 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 you think you are doing this right yeah. right yeah I, I yeah I really want to inspire people to you know see what it's like to be their highest self. And I don't mean that in the like easy sense. That's not necessarily like, you don't just, it's not just like, yeah, I'm a highest self. You know, you, you got to deal with the other stuff too, you know? And um, yeah, I, I want, I want to give people courage and faith. And I don't, I want people to not feel alone. I want people to hear my music and, and say like, you know, I, I was going through something like that or, you know, and, and, and I see how I can overcome, you know, or I see, I see the light. Um, yeah, I think, I think that that sums it up, but I, I want to really touch people um, and, and make people feel free, find yeah. their freedom. Music's the way yeah. to do it. Yeah. Music in general, and like I also want to touch too before we move on. Like I want to talk about how common these feelings are. You know what I mean? Because like Shay, like you and I have interviewed a whole bunch of artists that have had that 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 same sort of like roadblock that they've established for themselves. Where it's just like, you know, I, I this is what's selling. This is what's you know. This is what people are saying is popular. This is what people are saying is good. But it's like I that's not me. You know, you know that's what not. Mm-hmm. That's the case with our the artists who are mostly, and I, I tell me if I'm wrong again, but uh, are from America because we've had a few international artists that we talk to, and it seems like they aren't maybe their culture like 
sees music and as a career, like as something that is honorable to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, not to say that all, all people who become musicians are told that it's not a career in the United States, but there definitely seems to be uh, the notion that, you know, if you're young, if you're like, Oh, I don't want to go to college. I want to, like pursue my music career or I do want to go to college but I still want to pursue my music career like that's that's still like an honorable career Mm -hmm. still hard work it's passion it's knowledge it's skill it's technical it's I mean complex (laughs) absolutely yeah yes yes so and I really you know since we're talking about you know spirituality and we're talking about like some of the things that kind of influence art in terms of like, you know, the, I guess, not just spiritual, but like the, I like, I like what you said, higher, higher power. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about your song Flowers. I know that that came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to that and I noticed that a lot of the lyrics focus a lot on manifestation. They focus a lot on using your thoughts to craft your reality. Yeah. I think that's a really, really powerful message. And I think it ties into what we're talking about. So what was your inspiration behind this song? Flowers. I wrote that song. I worked on Broadway. I was in the Book of Mormon um, for six years as a swing and an understudy. Uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Um, so I, uh, um, so uh, I, I say that because I remember when I was writing that song, I wrote that song in the theater one day when I, I, as a swing, sometimes I'm not on, a lot of times I am, but there's sometimes I'm not. So I remember sitting in the theater in a room read, uh, writing that song. Um, and um, I was going through like a, I don't even know if breakup's the right word because we weren't necessarily together, but I was going through some type of heartache, put it like that. Um, and yeah, I just remember going through heartache and I wrote that song, <laughs> um, which is not always the case. Sometimes sometimes it's hard to get a song out of heart, heartache sometimes. And sometimes it's hard to get like, a, I guess a more inspirational song, but maybe I was just talking to myself. You know, maybe I, it was a message that I needed for myself at that time um, when I wrote that song. Um, because as far as the topics and stuff, like that's stuff I'm constantly talking about, you know, just in my daily life. So they're not far away from me. And a lot of my music talks about stuff like that. Um, but I think that, that particular song, I think it was, I think it was something I probably ended up writing for myself and didn't realize it because I don't know how I, how I made something so like peace, like really peaceful and calming. <laughs> I listened to that song. And I'm like, this is very, very calming. Um, when I was like a bit sad and trying to like figure out how to move forward. But that, that if you wanna know why, that that came out of sadness. <laughs> that won't you look to the sky? I think that was like all I could do. <laughs> um. And yeah, you just got to change your mind. I mean, 
what else can you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's, I, I think that's just really organic, honestly. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I, you had visuals for that song too, right? I did, yeah. I, and, and when I heard, when I wrote that song, so that song, also, also during that time, I was trying, I was like, I've, I've always been super into Jay Dilla. Mm -hmm. So that probably is also an influence on that song I, I, because I, I'm super into Jay Dilla. And also when I was going through this stuff, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try to write. So I was looking for beats and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to do a, a, um, a project with like, I didn't know how many songs wanted to be, but I was like, I'm just going to write to a whole bunch of Dilla beats. Like I was like going to do that. That was kind of like where I was trying to focus my energy. Right. Um, and instead of, you know, on the other shit. Um, and I found that was one of the, so there's a couple songs I wrote, but that was one of the songs that came out of that. That beat was originally a Jay Dilla beat. And then a homie of mine, um, J3PO um, out in LA, he um, remade that beat. So Dilla had an influence on that. And, then, and even the name of the song was the name of the beat. The beat was called Flowers. Um, so it probably, in, cause it ended up kind of being a flower, the song, <laughs> it, very had, it definitely had a blooming effect. Um, yeah in the musicality of it. So that probably, that influenced it too, for sure. Cause I didn't, I didn't come up with fly. I mean, I could have changed the name, but I was just like, for some reason, flowers sticks, even though there, I never say anything about flowers in the song. I love making song titles, by the way. Like I, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like really confident in making song titles. I feel like you chose it, even if you didn't yeah. write it, you chose it. And oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That, yeah, absolutely, for sure. If I if it didn't align, it wouldn't have been that. But I, I, I try to, yeah. I like making song titles. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you like it. Or choosing, right? Just like that, they're like choosing, you know, choosing. It's fun, I'm like, yeah, that's it. And if like, and sometimes it's like, they'll get it. And if they don't, they should just listen again. Fine. Yeah. They'll just listen until they get it. They'll get it eventually though. Cause there's a reason why it's called that, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> right, definitely. So that's and the, so, oh, sorry. I was, I was gonna say, when I first, what I was saying was I, when I, I heard the beat, I wrote the song and then I wrote like a verse on it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I just automatically heard my homegirl, Liash. I didn't, it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna get somebody to feature this song or anything like that. I, I, I was just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, Liash needs to be on that right there. And that we never even done a song together. Um, Liash is another really dope, um, artist she just came out with a project this week called the universe project we're both from dc um and she went to purchase um suny purchase but yeah i heard her voice on it and i, I reached out and was like yo and we made that song a couple years ago um didn't really know how it was gonna fall into anything and kind of threw that song out there last year because we were like well i have an album that's ready but we're just trying to throw things out and I started working with new management folks. So we just kind of, you know, throwing things on the wall, seeing what sticks before I really put out this big thing that I that I worked on. Um, so I, I was kind of just to test out the response to and see where it was gonna land. And yeah, I mean, and even the visual, like that visual is like down the street from my house at, 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 um, at um, Rock Creek Park. It looks like somewhere, like somewhere else, but it's just like down the street. Park? Yeah, it's Rock Creek Park. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So, and it looks like, so, it, I don't know, it looks like really cool. It just turned out really cool. Yeah. I, I didn't know that it was going to turn out. So, and people really like the song and it speaks to people and it speaks to me in ways that I didn't really know that that was going to happen. So. I mean, yeah. for me, like I thought you know, when I was watching the, the video for it, like it really kind of 
resonated with me like as just a, a black person you know living in america for me like i, I saw right right like your influence with yes. the wicker chair like the huey newton wicker chair like i could tell the yeah that i could tell like with your nails like creative design there with black Lives yeah. Matter. like yeah. it felt like and then it was released in 2020 which yeah i don't know what happened in 2020 yeah so that for me when i listened to that like that really kind of helped me work through some of that i guess lingering trauma from 2020 yeah a lot so that's what yeah. i kind of took from it that's that's awesome i mean that was also by just by alignment that video that video was supposed to be like i just want to make a visual let's let's let, i just need to throw something i need to put a song out so let's just make a visual like it was just supposed to be a visual <laughs> and it, it acts it turned into uh, it turned into my ex-girlfriend like i have you should put this chair i have this you should just put i have this chair here take this <laughs> And then, and then we were like, well, maybe we should put plants next to the chair. It wasn't like, we're going to, this is what this is going to look like. It was just like, okay, we're going to, okay, let's put plants next to the chair. So we just went to Home Depot, tried to get these plants and, and, and then, it, and then, I don't know, the, even the pieces of my costume, it was like, the stylist put me in one thing. And then my mom's best friend was on set and she had this, what we call, it's called a raffia skirt. That skirt that I have on, she had it in her car. She was just like. We'll throw that on. And that's a, it's a very African, staple African, you know, piece. She was like, throw that on. Yeah, we were like, okay, that, that works. I'm like, then, it, then I had this leather black thing. And I'm like, well, guess we in Wakanda. And I mean, also, <laughs> it's like, it's by, it's by accident, but nothing that I do is by accident. I, I, I didn't bring this up because we haven't really, I guess, gotten there yet. But um, I was raised, I was raised very pan-African. I was raised Marcus Garvey. Uh, I celebrated Kwanzaa my whole life. That that's how I was raised. It's just who I am. Mm -hmm. I've been woke, and I'm done. I mean, there's still more waking up to do, but I truly mean that and because it's, 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 it's been. A, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot, you know. And I've had a lot of phases of being a lot, and it doesn't necessarily it, it's not like I'm oblivious or any anything like that but I know what that anger feels like I think the 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 most I felt that was when I was at NYU it was just like yeah I, I mean the, you know where you it brings you to tears you know it's not something necessarily happening to you but it's like this is you know so angry you know angry so angry in college and and it was a good angry though because we fought the fucking power i mean i went to nyu but and we were three percent but we held it down i mean i was a, i was in bsq you know uh we me and my homies like we made we we, we kept trying to make we made the art you know that needed to be made that we said what we needed to say um so that's always been who i am i just want to say that if it just in case it's like i don't make this point of like black lives matter is that it don't that's it's not even a statement to me you know what I'm saying? it's like anything that i do you're gonna see like you're gonna see it because it's inside of, it's not something i have to put on or show or think about at all it's just exactly. in me yeah in me for sure and like what you're saying about like the way that you brought that music video to life too like a lot of young creatives listen to our podcast and i want to like emphasize on the fact that you know you didn't you know plan on having all those materials you had the vision yeah and yes what was around you you were resourceful yeah. in that regard and you brought together all these pieces and you created this video that was this impactful yeah 
So I just you're right, yeah. Because yeah, with that video, we really were trying to just like, we were trying to make that just like, okay, we're just trying to make this a low cost. We're just trying to make this as low cost as possible, you know, because videos take a lot of money. Yes. Videos, I mean, a, a simple video is easily 5000 That's just, that, that's like easily, you need $5,000 to make a video. Right. You know? <laughs> um so with this one we're like we're trying to nah, we gotta no so we did it outside it was like hey no location you know we're trying to keep it that's that was a part of making that too but it really did turn into something really awesome so yes as far as speak yes just you got to use your resources and um magical things can happen but you connect with the right people too you know have the right people people around you. you have to have people you have to have people that understand what you're doing. You have to have people that understand what you're doing that are on the same page. That is why if anything that I have done work, works artistically, for sure, absolutely. Because like I said, I went to Duke Ellington and a lot of us, we went to New York. A lot of us ended up in New York because a lot of us are artists. So that was those. that's still my community. Those, those people, in, those, they were my community in New York and they're my community here. So any video I've done, any show that I do, anything like that, they're always there, always there always there you'll see you'll see the same faces in a lot of my videos because those are my homies and they're that they're going to be there um and they they make it what it is but just like how I said you know my mom's friend was on set with me and she had the skirt it's like that worked because we are on the same page you know it's like if somebody wasn't on the same page and they threw something at me it'd be like I don't want this. This has nothing to do with what I'm doing. But when you surround yourself with people that are supportive and the right energy, people that want to help you, want to see you shine, you have to protect your energy. You have to protect your stuff. You have to protect your stuff. Don't just be having a whole bunch of people around it when you're when in the in, in these very important, sensitive, creative moments. Uh, you know, once it's done, it's like cool. But it's important to have people that understand the vision because I mean yeah it's they've made they've helped me out so much yeah <laughs> did we talk about that with Lex Shay remember oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. she was talking a lot about you know she like she had a situation where she was you know living with people who treated music more as like a hobby right mm -hmm. like she had a certain like she treated it as her life well, she it, was just very very driven too Right. And she was passionate about what she did. But, you know, the people that were working with her at that particular time, you know, they weren't really about it. They weren't really about her the way that really she needed it to be. So she, you know, picked up her roots and she moved on. Yeah. You know, it's a hard decision, especially when you kind of grow close to people. But that's so important. I'm happy that you touched yeah. on that. You have it to. Is. Energy. Yeah. Have to. I also always try to I'll also say that that um, I am. Um, always the reason I'm hesitating is because I'm like just it, just watching my thought process around around that um but I also um always try to hire as many black people as I can um, when I'm doing my work now I and if they're not black people or people of color they just have to know what's going on they have to they just have to be they have to know what's going on. But I don't, you know, me, I don't really have a lot of people around me that don't know what's going on. That's not really a thing. I just, my <laughs> inner, I just, I do a lot to protect my energy and feel energy. So, you know, I try, I don't really have a lot of people that don't know what's going on, no matter what color they are. Um, when the vibe but, doesn't match, the vibe doesn't match. Yeah, it's just, the, it's just about, you gotta, because they'll, they'll, we'll come to a point where we're, 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 what we're really going for with all of this is that, um, 
you know, we're all divine beings. And, you know, we're, we're, try we're trying to get to a point where we can actually be in this space of really seeing each other, you know? Unfortunately, we have to deal with all this other shit because people don't know, get it. And, you know, people are dying. So yeah, we gotta deal with that, you know? So before we can, before all lives matter, yeah. And while all lives matter, but before, yeah, Black Lives Matter. So we got to deal with that. But but when you really want to get into it, if you really want to get into the whole vibration and, you know, thoughts are your reality, if you really want to get into that, vibrationally, we cannot be vibrating on a low frequency. And anger and all of that is a low frequency. And we deserve, I know it seems like it is a noble thing a lot to be a martyr for this. And I do, I, I represent in everything that I do, but I also would like to stress that we also, as people of color, as black people deserve to see what life is about, to experience the magic of life beyond the fact that we have to explain to people our experience as black people all the time. Yeah. There's a lot of other shit in life too. There's a lot of magic in life, you know? So I'm constantly trying to, to tap into that and, 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 yeah, and just that's, I'm just trying to have the light burst because that's going to, that, I pray we can get there, but that is really the, net, you know, we're really trying to get beyond all this shit, you know? Yes. We're, we're trying to. Preach, all right. Tap, you know, tap in, to really tap in. And it's unfortunate that we don't get, it's just sad sometimes for me yeah. that we don't get that opportunity that much because we have to fight so much. Yeah. And we don't get to really, experience our divinity it's and our greatness exhausting and you're right it does take energy yes a lot of energy and it just yeah so yeah Ooh. yeah 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 i mean think for what broke for me when i was at nyu was like and like i said i've been i've been hip and i've been in a lot of different environments my mom my mom's so awesome and she um just like put me in every everything put me around all different types of people and so like, you know, I, I, I before Duke Ellington, I went to Georgetown Day School, you know, I went to, I went to private school where I called my teachers by their first name, you know, I went to, you know, I was playing the soccer and et cetera. I, I was the one black girl, I had these experiences, you know, you know, and I also went to a black dance school, you know, I went to public school, but I went to public school across town, you know, I, my mom's also a DC a school teacher. So I didn't go to the neighborhood school, but I went to, you know, it was still public school, but there was thought, you know, my mom knew where, where good education was, you know? Yeah. So I really, so I got to, I was with a lot of the, you know, military kids and the, and the ambassadors children and, you know, all, you know, all of these types of different people. So I've, I've experienced a lot of different people, but just like when I went to, and I also used to go to a summer camp called Interlock and Arts Academy. I just want to throw that out there. It's a really cool place. Okay. I went there several years in my life. I loved interlocking. It is. Uh, yes. That's in Michigan? Yes. That's my Michigan. You're both from Michigan? Yep. That's, I'm so glad I brought it. And somebody kept telling me, like, make sure you, and I don't always say that because, like, it's an interlocking. But I spent several summers at interlocking, and I loved interlocking. <laughs> um, so I was like, almost about to go there for high school. Like, I was very close to, but I didn't. I went to Duke. Um, so yeah, so I had that, you know, I had all these quirky, fascinating, magical experiences as a person of color, as an artist of color, as just a, a spiritual being. I mean, it was 
awesome. Growing up was awesome. I got all this stuff. And, and so I say a lot to say, but when I got, I got to NYU and it, it, I was just fucked for, I was just like mind fucked for a second. It was just fucking with me. I don't know why it was fucking with me so much, you know, the, the, the race bit, you know, the, it's irkful. It's very, it's irking. Especially, you know, when you're in those environments every single day, all, you know. Every waking moment, waking yeah. up in a PWI. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's, it's just. Not fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it can, yeah. It's, sorry, it's just, you know, just a little intricate, just a little intricate, just trying to get through one day, trying to get through discussion-based classes. The shit, the shit that, yeah, that is said. You know, exactly. it's the oh. stuff. like the people oh, who my God. don't have these experiences, like they don't have that exposure to the world outside of yeah. their, their pay grade or their parents pay grade or their yeah. you know, bracket, yeah. you know, and it's, it can be really hurtful and really emotionally exhausting. Yes. Yes. So that that's dope. Yes. About. Yeah. So in that experience was when I decided though, that, you know, I was like, okay, I'm angry. <laughs> I mean, that was a point where I remember, like my first, like my first year of college, I was like, I'm not talking to any white people. <laughs> I understand. I understand. And, and all the people around me were probably like, because I doesn't like me. I mean, I didn't say that, but I'm sure people felt like that. Not that I was mean. I just probably just didn't. I was like, I just, it's like I just don't, I don't see you. <laughs> Whatever. Hard. <laughs> I no, see you, and I'm just mad, right? But then I was like, you know what? All of these white people are walking around smiling, living their lives, be happy. It's like, it's like, well, hold on. It's like, I gotta figure this out because I deserve to be happy too. I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna figure this out. And I started to, you know, got, I got a chance to like release, to release some of that anger. And it feels, it felt great, you know. You know, shit's still problematic, but I did, I wasn't in that place anymore. And I, I was able to just have a lot of compassion for the people of around me, you know, everybody. And and you I could ask the people I go to school with. I never like became somebody else. Everybody knows what I was about. You know, I was always fight the power. Like that's just that's just who I was, you know. But I was able to find more of a way to like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what I need to say. I'm not gonna sugarcoat things. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to silence um silence myself but I want to be I'm a I'm I'm a Buddhist I'm a Buddhist mm -hmm. and I want to there's just more and so I want to investigate that and figure out how I can see the Buddha nature in everyone to see everyone's Buddhahood <laughs> so yes yeah. So, I mean, and, and I have great friends that came out of school and et cetera. So I didn't leave it on the same note at all, but I'm going to tell you this though, something else that, that came to me, I, I did a semester in Ghana. I, did, I studied abroad in Ghana wow. and that was awesome. And cause my school has a campus there. And during like our first like couple of weeks, we had a lot of like, different meetings, just making sure we were all, you know, all right, having conversations, orientation type of stuff that kind of lasted a, a few weeks because we were, you know, getting acquainted to another country, you know, as, um, as Americans and as students. So, you know, just kind of creating those safe spaces to talk about what's happening. And 
you know, I remember we, we had these, a lot of discussion-based classes and we would talk about our experiences. Um, and this, this, this white girl, these white girls, they said to us, the, 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 the facilitator asked like, is anybody like, is anybody experienced like racial tension, you know, out just being out in, in, in Ghana, you know, that was the start. And then it was like racial, is anybody experiencing racial tension or anything like that, with, you know, within the group, you know? And these white girls told us, there was three, three of us black girls. They told us that the way that we spoke in class makes them feel like they're racists. So, and of course the conversation ended in like, I mean, we were in tears as well, but then the, the, them in tears, like pretty much kind of coming to terms with the fact that it's like, it's not us, like because I am expressing myself and it makes you feel uncomfortable as a white person, I'm making you feel like a racist. I, when I didn't say anything racist at all, just because this is the truth of my experience. And we're talking about an academic environment, you know? And that was, I will never forget that that experience. It just made a, a lot of things clear. I think it, it made things clear for them as well because it, it was a conversation, you know, it turned to a conversation because it was like, let's get to the root of this. And the facilitator was a black woman. So let's get, you know, let's, let's really dig into this. And she handled it greatly. Um, but yeah, it was like, maybe you should look at yourself because I have to adjust what I'm doing that much. I have to constantly, I have to, I can't even tell my story. Right. Because it makes you uncomfortable. I have to tailor the way I tell my story right. to, needs to fit your comfort. Right. Yeah. yeah. And now you're in a way attacking me because you feel attacked, even though no one's attacking you. Just my presence, you probably feel like an attack, right? But now you're kind of, to say that, to turn this whole, I mean, it's just so, it's such a mind fuck to say that the, 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 the things that someone else is saying are making you feel like you're a racist. Well, are you a, I mean, are you a racist? That's the question. Why is, it, why is it making you feel like a racist? And right. why would you bring it up now? And right. why would you do it this way? And right. And, call, and, call, and called us out. These yeah. three people, the way that you all speak in class makes us feel like, like we're racist. Okay, but anyways, that was a that was one of those deep, really deep, that was a deep ass moment, and it was deep for the for them too. Mm -hmm. It was just very, you know, it was packed, just like, yeah. So I hope it was educational. Yeah, 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 for sure. I had an awesome time in, in Ghana, but and I had an awesome, I had an awesome time at NYU. I loved my time at NYU. I did. Right, just like normal stress that comes with being, you know, a minority in a people. Yeah. Natural. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, and then you get into what does that look like when you're in an arts training program? Because I had a really beautiful experience because um, I was in the first year of my program and all of my, my a lot, a majority of my teachers were black, which does not happen in arts programs. That's not a thing yeah. <laughs> at all. So a lot of uh, black artists in these training programs that kind of have a really, can have a traumatic experience because how can, how can someone teach you how to explore or open up yourself or any of those things and they they don't really see you you know it's almost like it's almost like white critics reviewing black work in a way it's like well i understand that you can review it in xyz terms but 
I don't know that you can that you can review the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that that that's for you. They don't have the person. Yeah. And they yeah. don't have the, the right lenses to look at it. Yeah. I mean, they can yeah. look at it as an artist, but to understand it and I'm sure to like provoke that from you as an artist. Right. Exactly. It has to be somebody that's just like, I know where you're coming from. I know yeah. your experiences. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. that's how they can, I guess, bring out the artist in yeah. you, which is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I'm gl- really glad that you had that um, yeah. experience in your education because yeah. I'm sure that that's helped you. And I mean, a good teacher is a good teacher, of course. I, you know, I've had a plethora of different colors of teachers, you know, and and the my the my the, my um, classmates that were white had the same experience that I did because the teachers were just good, you know. So, you know, I'm not just saying that we ha- only have to have black um, train training, but whoever it is just needs to have an understand some type of understanding of what's going on but i do think it is important that at some point artists of color can learn from from people of color I, that is important mm-hmm. a- along with everybody else that they can learn from and that's been very crucial too in my training as a person from dc um you know duke ellington <laughs> there's no predominantly black art school in america besides duke ellington i mean maybe maybe BSA but Duke Ellington's 96% black BSA is Baltimore School of the Arts possibly but not but no it's it's not the same um yeah so there's that even in my dance training as a a ballerina I studied at at a a black dance school um um like I said along with everything else that I got but it was important because I watched so many of my black classmates in college who didn't come from where I from, didn't get the information that I got and didn't get to see artists that look like them, even in musical theater, you know, which they they don't tell you about us there, you know, really what we were doing and our, how we made the, what we were doing, you know, as artists in in the musical theater canon. So, so, and I saw how that affected them. You know, it, it can make the work hollow Mm. and hard to connect to, other people so no matter who you are I think you have to have to find some honesty and truth about who you are to be able to affect other people um yeah and and if you're not guided in a way to find that it's just kind of a disservice to everybody (laughs) wondering I mean more than yourself find your way I'm sure you can find your way but having a mentor or somebody yeah yeah. Picture yourself down the line, you're like, okay, that inspires me. Like, I want to yeah. end up like that. Yeah. It's always- and you can watch people doing stuff and people can experience you doing stuff, but you want to, we want people to like feel it, to really feel what you're doing. like. Yeah, yeah, I see it. With, right. uh-huh. Oh yeah, I felt that. Well, after you graduated school and, and kind of got out here in the industry proper, you know, yeah. you, you still had that type of mentorship. Did you feel like you were in those spaces where you saw, you know, creators of color doing things yeah. that you do and say, hey, I kind of want to be like this or like, I kind of want to take what you do and incorporate it into what I do. Do you feel like that happened? Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And it's, 
interesting for me too because I have this whole <sighs> it's been an in- interesting for me as an artist because I have this whole you know I have my I have Niambi Ra and I have Kazaya they're both artists <laughs> you know but it's two completely different things even though Kazaya is just over here too but um yeah I was you know like there's this theater musical theater world commercial theater world right and then there's just me and then there's this raptastic like afrofuturist like fight the past like then there's then there's all of that <laughs> um so it's always been interesting for me to find mentors it's always been an interesting experience um or they may be compartmentalized mentors in a way. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to answer that question honestly, but I don't know. Um, the band that I was interning with, that was really great. And I was close to the manager of that band and that he's continued to be a mentor um, to me um, when it comes to music and the music industry. Um, but I don't know that I've, I don't know that I've had them mentors I mean living in New York City um is awesome as far as music I, I I was constantly going to music stuff live you know I was constantly in the music scene and so a lot of people that I met through there have become mentors for sure I can say but you know, a lot of those may, they also may feel more like peer mentors, but right. yeah, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But not necessarily exactly. What do you mean when you say compartmentalized <laughs> mentors? I'm curious what you yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because, oh, well, the director of my program at school, I, I guess his mentorship really, I guess it helped everything in, in one way or another, but I don't know. I don't know because it's like, I, I remember having a conversation with him and what he was saying made sense, like for sure. It's like, duh. Mm-hmm. But I remember having a conversation with him once when I was graduating, I was just so over musical theater. And then I booked a musical the day that I graduated college, but I was like, just so over it. I was like, just wanted to like have nothing to do with it. And I remember, I remember saying like, I just want to do my music. Like I just wanted my music. And he wasn't necessarily mean about it, but I do remember it was one of the toughest conversations I ever had with him. And I'm very close to him, but I think he just said like something like, you know, he wanted to make sure that he didn't want to see me like on the street or something like begging for food. You know, he said, like, said that to me and oopsies. I'm like, I'm like, I hope I'm not saying too much. This is an awesome person. I don't know exactly. I guess at the end of the day, he was just trying to say like, I guess make sure you can find some stability or something. I don't know, but uh-huh. there's that, that though, that brings up the compartmentalizing thing that I'm talking about as far as the two different worlds <laughs> and feeling like I have people that are telling me this and giving me this encouragement for that and feeling like, in some ways, like I don't even know if I want to be doing that, you know, but I don't know what mentors I've had over here. But in a way, it's like, so how helpful? <laughs> I don't know where, the, you, know, you know, so that's what I meant by that's genuinely what I mean by the compartment size. And I brought that conversation because it's like, even though this person was a very 
a great mentor to me. It, it was like this moment where I'm trying to figure out, you know, this passion for music and then this, the other thing, you know, and I'm told like, I'm kind of being met with this, like, well, you know, <laughs> you know, like kind of doubt or not even doubt, but just whatever that was, I, you know, whatever that was to say, well, like, doubt shrouded as concern and it's yeah, yeah. valid concern when you think about yeah. us as artists of color you know it can yeah. be a concern considering how the industry yes. us but yes. sometimes you have to step outside of that concern and really kind of yeah. encouraging and actually finding solutions to the problems like how can you like instead of saying i'm concerned that you may starve if you decide yeah. to be an actor or a singer like you yeah. should say how about I help you? How about I get you resources so you don't yeah. have to when you become an artist and do it professionally? Right. Yeah. So I get exactly what you're saying with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on that end too, I, I want to talk, last question before we wrap up too, I want to talk about um, your experience as a really unique Black female artist in hip hop. What has that been like for you? Because hip hop, as we all know, traditionally has not been a very friendly or female friendly genre. Right. NWA came out, you know, and did all that stuff and like that kind of yeah. set the bar or set the tone for what hip hop became. So how's it been for you as a female black artist navigating this industry with a unique sound? And if it's positive, it's positive, you know, cause sometimes it's positive, other times it's negative. Sometimes it's a bit of both, but I just wanted to open that up to you. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just like thinking, how, how is my- Take your time. Honest answers only. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny cause like, I think about it, but then just thinking about me as a hip hop artist, I haven't been necessarily met with too much bullshit, but I think that's partially because maybe not every, you know, not maybe more people need to, you know, I haven't been as exposed, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know, I've, as far as hip hop, I've, uh, I'm just trying to answer your question, why? because I don't want it to seem like, I don't know, like flowers or something, because I know that, that there is some shit out there and some shit to deal with as a, you know, woman in hip hop. Um, what about you? But I've always felt very confident in who I am as, a, as an MC. that I, you know what I mean? I, I yeah, like uh, this last summer I did this cypher and my manager told me it was like all girls, but it totally was not. And I was the only girl at this cypher. Oh, there was one other girl at the cypher, um, you know, but I didn't, I felt okay. I, I feel like I can hold, hold, hold my, my shit down. I know, I don't, I know you're talking about a lot of, as far as the industry wise and probably artistically, mm -hmm. um, but I've always felt very confident in what I do and I've always, gotten re respect from I mean because I mean as far as being in a hip-hop scene or being around you know getting on stage being in whatever like I mean I've always gotten respect and I don't know if that's because 
I was in New York or what, you know, or just in these couple of spaces, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. I mean, for me though, I like, I like my experience as I'm happy to be a woman and I'm happy to be a woman rapper. Mm -hmm. I feel so powerful and <laughs> like, I just feel, you know, touched by light. And like I said, from the beginning, I don't, my experience with like hip hop is just very like scary. You know, it's very like spiritual. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry if my answer was whack, but it's, it's been okay for me. I mean, maybe I'll have an update. You know, maybe when like some Drake or somebody knows who I am. But I'm like, that'll definitely you know. you. yeah. But I'm just like, what? Well, yeah, I just I I'm proud of myself as an MC. I think you. Should, I, mean, I think you have respect, rightfully so, because. You are one very talented, two yeah. an inspiring woman, mm -hmm. and I can definitely tell that you are like. There is like this certain energy or entity, and like your womanhood, and like being proud of being uh, a strong, creative, and confident woman who's like, I don't care if this is a man's world. Like I am, I am here, and I know why I'm here, and I deserve to be here. Yeah, for for sure. Um, and yeah, and I find a lot of inspiration from all, you know, women it, MCs, like the range is so cool. And it's like, it's sick to me. I just love, I love, I love it. I love Queen Latifah. I love Lil' Kim, you know, right. I, I love diggable planets. I just, I love all the, it's, 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 um, it's it's juicy when women women <laughs> in hip hop. I mean, come on. When women it's come like, together, oh, unstoppable. I mean, Erica Badu. It's just like you you ask Erica Badu this question. I wonder what she would say. I don't know, but you know, there are men. Quest Love wrote this thing about Erica Badu where he was like, you know, she's been in all these rooms with all you know with hip hop heads and etc. And it's like when she steps into the room, it's like. It's like mag. It's just like that's that's it. That's the light, and it's like I. That's a lot of power, and you know, it's it's divine to to step up on a stage. You know, I might have my little heels on, da da da, and I have a mic, and I'm like da 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 da. You know, da 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 da. Can't tell me shit. The fuck? And I had heels on. And I did it in heels. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I won't have heels on the next day when I can do whatever the fuck I want. But, you know, it's like, I don't, it's, it's, it's sexy to me. Mm -hmm. It's hot. <laughs> Yumpy. It's a fucking money and people need to respect us for sure. <laughs> but at the core of it, it's um a very special experience for me. And, and also when it comes to rapping, it's a very interesting relationship because I, I, rapping was never somebody, something somebody had to teach me how to do or made me feel or something that I felt like doubting, doubt, doubting myself about or anybody could tell me anything about. And I'm not saying I'm the best rapper. I, I absolutely can be better for sure. But I've never, you, you can't, I know, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. My rhymes are sick. 
I'm sorry. (laughs) And I'm just saying it because I I, I care. And it's because I really care about what word comes after what word and why it's there and how this relates to that and what we're doing here. You know, even in my song Friday, right? Um, Song that came out today. So it's just so, the the lyrics are so packed. It's like, there's a part in the song where I say, um, uh, um, Okay, so I'm spitting. Why is it I end up spending all of my dividends? Am I promoting ignorance or am I really making shit? Am I really slaying it or simply just parlaying, parlaying it, playing with it? George always want to have his say in it. That's 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 the Benjamins, right? Yeah. But God will have its way with it. I mean, I know that it's the end, last day of the week and the vibes are steep. Time to have a good time and give into the beat. Let that back break right before you fall into them sheets. Let your back break again before he put that ass to sleep. Wake up, repeat. I'm wildin'. 4 a.m. Now here, this is important part. 4 a.m. we riding. Five hit the lights then. Six, we still popping. Seven, rolling past and token. Eight, we get to holding. Nine, we have descended. Damn, it's a new day, but you is a constant. Now let me tell you about that part of the song. The reason I brought this verse up was because the part, part of the song. Like I said, I'm from D.C. We have a song called Overnight Scenario. It goes three in the morning, the pancake house. Four in the morning, you'll be rolling to my house. Five in the morning, the lights go out. Six in the morning, you can hear us start to shout. Seven in the morning, she'll be calling the cab. Eight in the morning, talking about the fun she had. Nine in the morning, and she just getting home, talking about the overnight scenario. Scenario. So, so when I'm, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of information in my rhymes. I'm doing a lot of things on a lot of different levels. And I'm clear. And if, and, and, and if you listening and you tapping in, you gonna get it. So that's why I feel the way that I feel about about my rhymes. Like it's not a game to me. Cause they're dope. <laughs> Cause they just are. That's it is what it is. I mean, can it, so like, can you know. That's art. Also, I love Meg the Stallion. Just put that out there too. Yeah, I love I love Nicki Minaj. I, I think we should come together more. That that's that would be fucking sick. We can't be putting ourselves. That, that's that's just dumb. I mean. Man, like, like that track I did with Liasha, that's why I love that track so much, man. Two, two female MCs just holding their own, doing something different, but holding their own, you yeah. know, giving their own. It's it's, a, it's beautiful. We have so much as 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 women to offer, you know, and then to do to have the word and the rhyme and the beat to do it to get all together with some chord and then throw some chords in there. Oh my god! Fire, fire, Unstoppable. always unstoppable. Naomi, I just, this conversation has just been honestly the highlight of my entire week because it's just, <laughs> you really are just this ray of light, like this way, this ray of just positive, genuine, genuine energy. And I mean, it is just, it just, it's flowing through the camera. It's flowing through the Zoom. Like I can feel that. And also it's a plus that we got a whole live performance low key. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I mean, you just, I mean, every, I mean, I, I, I understood everything that you said, and I, I really hope that everybody who's listening understands and hears everything that you're saying, because like your experience as a black woman navigating me, the music industry and just navigating America as a black woman, like that, that's key. And that's something that everybody really needs to understand. And I, I hope that, you know, just in general, while we're continuing the cultural reset, like we can talk to more voices like this and more and like, and get more stories from perspectives like yours. Yes. And like I'm really- yeah. Again in the future. Yeah. Yes. And just a response to everything that you said, because I appreciate it so much. And, and in wrapping it to just bring it even back to flowers and what you're talking about with what I was talking about in that song. 
you got to do the work, you know, it's, I, you know, like I, I've just, I've been going through a lot of things. So I've just been constantly re recommitting myself to myself and, and my highest self and figuring out how I can continue to do that more and more. And so I appreciate all the things that you're saying about my energy and everything. And I want you to know, you're talking to someone that, you know, for the past couple of days, I've been sitting for three hours in front of my, at my altar chanting, Nam Myoho You understand what I'm saying? So I'm just saying that to say, it doesn't just happen, you know? And it's not just like, I'm just this person, you know? It's like, it's a choice. It's a choice. Hmm. And you have to choose it every day. You have to continue to choose it. You have to choose it. And, and, and you, you, it's not funny stuff. Well, you know, as far as the whole, your thoughts and your vibrations, it's like these, this stuff gets thrown around a lot. And I think people like it. And I think people do feel it. But then I think too, that it can almost feel like cliche stuff because you're like, but how, you know, like, but how, but the, the, the how you find out how is by like, really putting it to the test. Mm. I'm talking about when negative thoughts come up, what, how am I, how am I, how, okay, that's not a good vibe. How is this thought making me feel? I don't like that one because I have a very big mission. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I can't let that stuff because it still comes up, but I cannot, I have a, I have something greater. And I like, like speaking to you all, this is a part of, of my mission. I, this is something that I, that I have to do, but I have to be prepared to do that. You know, I, it doesn't just come and it's, and and it's really validating to hear you. It's, it's, it's validating to hear you all say that because, you know, I feel like no one else can do it for you. No, no one else can be responsible for your happiness or your energy or how you feel or anything like that. For real. It's all up to you. It's all and that's a real thing. And I don't know if people, I don't know if people are ready to really deal with it. People can hear it. And I think, you know, it's nice to play around with that. But then what happens when you get upset or somebody makes you mad? You know what I mean? Or well, not makes you mad, but you get mad. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Then what about that? So, and I'm not saying it's easy. I figured it all out. But I just want to say, because this is also what I want to say in my music. We have so much as beings. We have so much available to us. So much available to us. And, and we, the magic that we could create by really you know, giving ourselves a chance to see our greatness and, 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 and not give up on ourselves, not give up on, on, on the fact that we are, we really are creators, mm -hmm. creators All of us. in every moment of our life, we're creators. And so trying to find a way to not live by default, but with intention. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it doesn't just cut, you don't just, wake up, you know, it doesn't just come. It, it takes, it takes the, 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 the commitment, which I'm just choosing. I'm, I'm choosing to continue to commit to that. So anyways, thank you for that. I'm sorry to, to, but I just wanted to put that out there because for me, it's hard, especially in this world of like social media and Instagram, you know, people just say stuff. Right. And then you're just supposed to like, Oh, okay. You know, like I'm secure in the bag or whatever the, people are talking, you know, you know, <laughs> to protect your energy or, you know, just people just throw these statements around, right? Like, right. Take out, not, you know, cut off negative, maybe the cut off toxic people. What do people just say stuff, right? So or simple like even, that, right? Yeah. 
and no, you're like not. and sometimes you can feel I know for me sometimes I'm like well they're making it seem so easy why am I not just well what's wrong with me they just feel fake at that this point. post Don't said yeah this post yourself. just says to do that and yeah. it looks like the well god it's so easy for them you know blah 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 but it's like nobody be talking that Mm-mm. that don't mean you know what I mean nobody really be talking about the so I just want to throw that out there to say it really is possible but it's it's not going it's not going to take one day and you know it might not it's going to take it, it takes the recommitting every single day that's that's my point <laughs> so yeah and it's a choice <laughs> that's a word that's a sermon. That's a word. And I was, I'm happy that we're ending on this note because I know I needed that for sure because I, I see these tips and tricks all the time. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's it can hard. feel overwhelming, you know? But that's what it takes. It takes that consistency. It takes that choice of thought when you wake up in the morning and when you're going about your day. It takes that decision making. So I'm happy that you touched on that. Um, and I guess I guess we can just... I guess we can wrap up now officially. I really kind of don't want this conversation to end because this is- Yeah, just, I know. Like, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like I have more to say to y'all, but yeah, no. But also, this was a great conversation. I want to stay in contact with you. Like, I okay. personally want to stay in contact with you. I mean, like, because yeah. like, you are just- Absolutely. Dumb. I'm also a queer artist. I don't know if I said that. I mean, that's also who I am, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's another, well, that's another discussion then. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. we have to have a part two. We should yeah, yeah. navigating that is probably, yeah, yeah that's a converse, yeah. That's um, a conversation. But I yeah. thank you again for coming on here and, and sharing um, everything and, and really inspiring not only Nick and I, but I'm sure everybody that, that listens to this. I mean, if not one thing, another, and definitely I feel pulled forward by your energy today like it is like you can feel that it is within you and expelling from you because you work hard to maintain your own self energy creative energy mental health you know whatever it may be but um and I want you to feel good I want the people and I want everyone around me to feel good you know and interacting I'm great I'm great (laughs) feeling great so thank you yeah, so thank you. yeah, I'm honored. Thank, thank you so much, truly. Well, yeah. thank you to so much who has been viewing um, and, and watching, yeah. listening. Um, uh, it's been a pleasure. I hope it's been a pleasure for you guys as well. And we will see you next week on another artist interview entry in the Cultural Resets Artist Interview Series. Yay. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Yeah, and please stay in touch. Please stay in touch.